0: I want you to think about something that you really enjoy doing now you don't have to be super spiritual about this and it's okay just to think about something common to man think about something you really enjoy doing what would be a passion of yours something of, of great interest to you a hobby it might be history something you enjoy you just love history or it could be politics which must be having a field day, if that's you at the moment. (laughs) It could be music or the arts. It could be sport or gardening. It could be cars or technology or DIY or cooking or model figures or baking or computer games or wrestling. It could be one of those subjects. What is it for you? Just just think about it. What is it that you are most passionate about, apart from the Lord Jesus? If you were to to write down or tell to your neighbour what it is, what would it be? Well, how do you show your enjoyment of that thing, whatever it is? Well, I want to suggest that one of the things you do is you discover more about it. You do a, a deep dive into that subject, it, it, you almost become obsessed with it. you are watching videos on YouTube about it, or TV documentaries on, on, on the telly, or, or you'd read books or blog articles, or you might listen to podcasts, or even go to live events or visit the places to do with them. You are. You want to discover more about them. But it's not just that. It's not just that you discover more about these things, but they, it's like they have captured you. You think about it. It makes you just feel good about it. You might just be sitting there, and then a thought about it comes to mind, and it puts a smile on your face. It brings you pleasure. But then it goes a step further. It's not that you discover it, more about it, but you're captured by it but also that your life is shaped by it too. It's what you spend time on, what you put energy into, what you may um, spend money on and maybe make all kinds of sacrifices for. Think about those football fans that are willing to travel 400 miles on a midweek evening when it's winter and wet and rainy, just to see their team play. It shapes their life. Well, that's enjoyment. That's what it means to enjoy it. Not only to be obsessed with it, but you want to discover more about it, but also to have your life shaped by it in such a way that you make all kinds of sacrifices for it. Now, do you feel that way about God? Would you say that you enjoy God in that way? It's certainly something that we're commanded to do. Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. For those of you like who like old school um, confessions or catechisms, Westminster Shorter Catechism, question one, what is the chief end of man? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. But how would you describe enjoying God? What does it mean to enjoy God? Well, I think enjoying God, we could talk about it in a similar way, but we might talk about how we enjoy other things. Enjoying God means knowing God. Desiring to know him better, having that fascination with him, wanting to to know what he's like, to find out his ways, to investigate his will, to, to study him, to have that obsession towards knowing who God is. But it doesn't just stop there. It goes a step further. We sing, behold our God, come let us adore him. Enjoying God means admiring him as we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Revealed to us in creation, providence, scripture and ultimately in the face of the Lord Jesus. As we see his attributes revealing his greatness and his goodness. As we see his handiworks on display. As we see his actions in history. As we see him in the life and death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of that should lead us to lifting our voices in praise to him. It affects how we feel. It means delighting in God. It fills you with hope. It fills you with joy. It fills you with love and gratitude and passion. It moves you. There's an internal emotional response to God, which leads to affecting what you do. Enjoying God will mean devotion to him. It means obeying him, serving him, making sacrifices for him. And it's when you enjoy God in this way Well, that's when you have resources to overcome sin and temptation because we we find God more attractive than the pleasures that sin may offer. It enables us to endure suffering because however great the suffering is, we know that it is worth it because our God is greater. It helps us to witness. We can't help but be evangelists for what we enjoy. I'm sure if I was to spend time with each of you, It wouldn't be long before what you really enjoy in life comes out because it just bubbles to the surface. We can't help but speak of it. It energizes our service because we make great sacrifices for what we enjoy. Now, if that's what enjoying God is, can we actually root that picture in Scripture? Do we actually find someone in Scripture who we might say enjoys God in this way? Well, I think we do. I think we see it in the Psalms. The experience of a psalmist who speaks the words ultimately of the Lord Jesus Christ and the encouragement he gives. Just listen to these, these words of, of the, from the psalmist. And remember, the context for a lot of these words would be one of suffering, one of persecution, one of temptation and service. And so the psalmist says words like, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Shout for joy all you upright in hearts. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He says, I delight to do your will. He says, let all who seek you be glad in you. Or what about language like this? I long for you. I thirst for God, the living God. God, my greatest joy. God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I First for you, my body faints for you. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. That's just a scattering of examples. There's plenty more examples of language like that. Doesn't that describe someone who is enjoying God? Who we might say loves the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their minds, and with all their strength. Do you enjoy God in that way? Could you say at times that you thirst for him, that, you, that God is your greatest joy, your greatest delight? But then we might take it a step further, and this is what I want to be thinking on tonight, is do we have this enjoyment of God when we come to reading his word? That's the focus of this first session These first three sessions of this week are are looking at enjoying God in different ways. We're going to look at, as we read his word tonight, then we're going to be thinking about as we pray tomorrow, then Matt's going to take us on to looking at enjoying God as we sing, I hope. Yes, we're going to do that. Do you have this enjoyment of God as you read his word? I I think I want to make sure we get the question right. Enjoyment of God as we read his word. Not, do we enjoy reading the Bible? Do you enjoy reading the Bible? I think it's a good question, but it is the wrong question. Because I think it's a question that a non-Christian can actually answer yes to. I think there are plenty of non-Christians out there who say, yes, I enjoy reading the Bible. Not that they enjoy, read, uh, enjoy God, as they do so, but they enjoy it because of the academic side to it. They, they enjoy studying it, finding out more about it. They might get fascinated by some of the complexities, of, the linguistics of it. And it's true that Christians can answer no to that question of, do you enjoy reading your Bible? Especially when it becomes a, a tick, or a duty that needs to be ticked off. Or when you feel under pressure to keep up with your Bible in a, Bible in a year plan, and you realise you've fallen 10 days behind and, and you've worked that out, that's about 40 chapters you've got to read in the next hour. It's, 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 it's hard to enjoy God's Word in that case. But a better question to ask, and one that a non-Christian cannot answer yes, is Do you enjoy God as you read his word? Look again, listen again to Psalm 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. I think there's a connection between both, both sides of that verse. Those who delight in God will be given their heart's desire because their heart's desire is what God desires or wants. And where do we find what God wants? In his word. And what that means is that reading God's word is actually a way for us to enjoy God. Because those who enjoy God will want to read his word. To know him better. To admire him more. To to further that delight they have. So that their devotion increases. So how can we read God's word in such a way that leads to this? That's just what I want to spend a few moments for us thinking about. And, and what I want to say is this isn't about a Bible reading plan. Plans are good. I, I, I've got a plan but I, I use. It's one that I put together for our church. It, it gives a helpful structure. But the plan I use, nor any plan, won't automatically lead to enjoying God. It's not a case of follow this and enjoy God's more. So what can help us to enjoy God, whatever passage we're in? I want to suggest that it's how we approach God's word that is key. How we come to reading our, reading our Bibles will lead to our enjoyment of it. So we get that desire, that delight that Peter describes when he says in 1 Peter 2 verse 2, like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word. How can we come to God's word in, in such a way as his people, in a way that will increase our enjoyment of it? I want to consider three passages of Scripture, and each one of them provides a picture for us to think about as we come to God's Word. First passage is Hebrews 3, verses 7 and 8. Here, the writer of Hebrews, quoting from Psalm 95, he says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. It's interesting what we, we read there. As the Holy Spirit says, not as the Holy Spirit spoke. Remember, he's quoting here Psalm 95. You're present going, as the Holy Spirit spoke back in Psalm 95, back in the days of, of Israel, when they were wandering in the wilderness. Not as as he spoke back in those days. As the Holy Spirit says. Present. When we read the Bible, we are hearing the voice of God. It's an often asked question, when did you last hear God speak to you? When did you last hear God speak to you? And we know the answer, the last time you heard the Bible read. Or you read it for yourself, which is about 10 seconds ago, when you heard those verses from Hebrews chapter 3. When we read the Bible, something is happening. God is speaking to you. When we approach God's word, we're approaching it as sheep to hear our shepherd speak to us. When we approach God's word, we're coming as children to hear our father speak to us. Or to use another imagery, when we come to scripture, we come as the bride to hear our bridegroom, our lover speak to us. Maybe our enjoyment of God. Will increase if we had a greater awareness that God, our creator, our saviour, is actually speaking to us through the words that we are reading. Maybe we would enjoy God if we actually came to God's word as people listening to a person, to our God, speak to us. But we say, speak Lord, your servant is listening. God wants to speak to us, he wants to speak to us as re- we read his word. second thing I want us to consider is that God wants to show himself to us as we read his word. Maybe it would help us as we come to God's word, we open up and, and we have in our mind that God wants to show himself, to reveal himself to us as we um, come to his word. Those words from Psalm 27 where the psalmist says, I, I've asked one thing for the Lord, it is what I desire. To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. That line, gazing on the beauty of the Lord. That's, that's something that a psalmist desired and it's something that we can each do every time God's word is open. As we read God's word, he shows himself to us in Christ. We, we behold our God, we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. We, we get to, to know him more. He reveals more of himself, his person, to us. And we, we should respond rightly. Let's adore him. He, he is our great God. We, we are reading to see. We're reading to behold our God. As, as we read, God's word the Spirit is at work, opening our eyes, displaying the glory of God in the face of Christ. And he reveals, God reveals himself to us. Maybe our enjoyment of God would increase if we realised what was happening as we read his word. That not only is God speaking to us, but that he is speaking to us in order to show himself to us so that we can know him more. And then the third thing I want us to consider is that as we read his word, that God wants to shape us, to shape us as we do so. If you've got a Bible, do turn to Psalm 19 and the second half of it, verses 7 to 13. Psalm 19, verses 7 to 13. We read, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey, Dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned, warned by them, and in keeping them there is abundant reward. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I'll be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. Here we see what God wants to do in your life as you read His Word. He wants to refresh your soul. He wants to make you wise. He wants to fill your heart with joy, to warn you against error, to expose your faults, to free you from your sin. His word is living and active. He is personally present in his word. Would our enjoyment of God increase if we actually hear him address us and address our lives? As we read it, maybe it might be helpful to think of of different images. When we're tired, as we come to God's word, the Lord Jesus is wanting to refresh us. Or maybe we are confused, perplexed about what's going on in life. The Lord Jesus is coming to us personally to be, to give us light. His word is to light up our path. Or maybe we are caught in a sin we're, we're straying. As we open his word, maybe it's helpful to hear the Lord Jesus calling us, pleading with us. Come back to me. Come back to me. When we read the word like this, maybe it would increase our enjoyment. Not only of God, but also of reading his word. But like Jeremiah, we can say, your words were found and I ate them. Your words became a delight to me, and the joy of my heart. I wonder, is the reason why we don't enjoy God more as we read His Word? Is because we don't slow down to consider these things as we come to read? Could be that, as we come to God's Word, we I just we just rush in. We we don't we don't stop. To, to think, God wants to speak to me. God, God actually wants to show himself to me. God, God wants to shape me as I read his word. Or it could be when we come to church on a Sunday. We, we rush into the building. We, we suddenly come across people that we need to speak to, other jobs that we need to, to get done. We get busy with ministry. And we forget to prepare our hearts for hearing his word. When it comes to hearing his word read and hearing his word preached. We're just ready for, for the sermon, whether that's us preaching it or, or someone else. But we don't, don't consider that actually as we're sitting listening, God is actually wanting to speak to us. We don't stop and consider as, as we're listening that God is actually wanting to show himself to us, that God wants to shape us as we do. What difference would it make to our enjoyment of his word, of God as we hear his word? If we would actually just slow down, slow down before we open our Bibles, slow down before we sit down on a Sunday to listen to the word preached and actually just remind ourselves. My God is about to speak to me. He wants to speak to me. He's got good things to say to me. If only I will listen. He wants to reveal to me what he is like. He wants me to know him better. That's why he's given me his word. He wants to, to shape my life in a way that is for my good. Maybe, just maybe, if we took time just to consider those three things before we hear the word, either read by ourselves or preached to us, maybe I would increase our desire to know him more, our adoration of him. It would increase our delight in him. And our devotion to you. Go back to that thing you really enjoy in your life. How does God compare to that? Are you more obsessed, more fascinated by that object than by the great God who in his son has loved you and gave himself for you? And the God who loves you and has given himself for you, has given us his Word to increase our delight in him and enjoyment of him. Let me pray and let's ask God to increase our delight in him and may he in doing so give us the desires of our hearts.